hey, you. I was literally, Cam and I were just sitting down just now about to record <laughs> this. What, what for, you're listening to right now. That's yeah. right, for JC Entertainment and Events. And I was sitting there, I was like, why can't I hear anything? And it's because my headphones weren't plugged in. And if you are equally that level of tech literacy, <laughs> um, then JC Entertainment and Events are literally the people that you need to be speaking to. Uh, they do everything uh, to do with their production, delivery, management, equipment hire, and they're from the Central Coast. Then head to jcentertainment.com.au and they will help you with your production needs. Hey, Eamon, just before we start, i got a quick question for you. Have you ever tried natural deodorants? I actually have a story, and I will say for our listeners, this is genuine. I used to work uh, with, a, with a bloke, great bloke. He had a partner at the time. She would make natural deodorant. I would give him $5 to take home or $10, whatever it was, to her and, she, and, and return with this little tube of natural deodorant that had been made. It was awesome. Uh, I loved it because I wasn't too keen on aerosol. Then they broke up. Oh, no. And, and so I lost, you lost your I lost my natural deodorant. This is like two or three years ago. I have not had it since and I've wanted it since, because. but, but nothing I've seen on supermarket shelves has satisfied me. Well, I have some great news for you because this podcast is now sponsored by Wild. They're a natural deodorant that actually works. They have a fully sustainable design with an aluminium case for life and biodegradable and recyclable refills. It's also convenient because you can go on plans that are delivered straight to your door. You don't have to worry about rushing out to the grocery store when you're, oh, hang on, I'm out of deodorant. Uh, it's also eco-friendly and all natural ingredients, aluminium and parable free, as well as vegan and cruelty-free. Free. So go wild today with a special discount of 25% off your first order when you use code HOMEBREWED at checkout. Go to wearewild.com and use code HOMEBREWED at checkout. Enjoy. Now, we're really excited because this podcast is sponsored by Zencaster. And you might be thinking, well, hang on. These guys and their sponsorships. But listen here, Zencaster is actually someone we've been partnering with and using their platform with long before, well, not long before we start the podcast, that'd be nearly impossible, but we've been using <laughs> Zencaster for quite a while to help us with our podcasting needs. Yeah, yeah. It dates back to well before you were born that we've been using Zencaster. <laughs> no, uh, it's a really, really good platform. If you are into podcasting or want to record yourself, uh, like doing interviews, conversations, etc., it is the best and the go-to that we use uh, when it comes to doing that online. And we have an offer for you. If you go to Zencaster, Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code HOMEBREWED, you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. That's it. Go do it. We want you to have the same easy experiences that we do for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. We're chatting tonight about um, plans to change. So, we need to go back here for a minute. And this is the thing. When Eamon told me that this was the music news topic for tonight, I actually thought he was talking about something different until I then realised he wasn't. So if you're confused, don't worry because I got confused briefly as well. So we'll try and break it down as best as we can. And it's to do with the royalty distribution of APRA-supported gigs for support bands. That's right. Is what we're talking about. I thought it was what we covered a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago, about the international musicians, the split that they would receive in Australia compared to what they receive overseas. 
It's not that. So we, if you, if yeah. you remember that story and you're thinking about that, it's not that. Yeah, I think we ran these stories like week after week or something like that. So we're not doing much to help with the confusion <laughs> there. But And it's also, sorry to keep no, interrupting, no. it's also not about the uh, the minimum fee received for bands if it's a government-supported uh, show. Like Which is great $250 now. It's also or- not... To do with that. No, no. So you can rule those two out. It's a third distribution <laughs> subject that relating to live music. Look, we get into the nitty gritty here on Homebrewed, and this is no exception. This story comes via the Music Network, so full credit to those guys for putting it together. But interesting nonetheless. So basically back in May, they APRA announced plans to um, re- basically renegotiate and restructure the way that royalty rates are calculated um, on live shows um, and distributed there. Now, live shows in this case have to be supported by APRA, which like the vast majority of bigger shows are and tours are. Um, And basically how this worked was looking at how the amount of money that's divided between the headliner and the opener or openers, uh, how that split works. Now, Basically, the thinking was it used to be overwhelmingly for the headliner, um, but they're trying to bring it back to level peggings with what the rest of the world is, which is roughly an 80-20 split, 80 to the headliner, 20 to the supporting artist, and that's because a lot of people also go to shows for the supporting artists too. So Moving Stills at Drifter's Wharf, Friday night, you would have had a lot of people there just to want to see the Stills mm. too. Awesome Teenage Dads. If you like Stills, you probably like Teenage Dads. That's pretty I easy. I do. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like both. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I like both a lot, but yeah, I, th- that especially for a hometown show like what it was for the Moving Steels on f- Friday, where you would have had a lot of people turning up, as you were saying, just to see not maybe not just to see the Steels, but having the Moving Steels on the lineup alongside Teenage Dads could have influenced people to go along and see the gig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the whole intention with this is is essentially to to retain enough revenue and then help out local artists. So enough royalties for local artists as well. Um, and this does involve, this This relates to international artists too. Um, so announced back in May were those original plans um, and they have actually just been pushed back to the second half of 2024, um, which wasn't necessarily expected. It was expected to be much sooner than that, but they had a board meeting and they said it's going to be put after for set list provided after June 1, 2024. That's when those changes will come into effect. Um, this is because, so it's a bit disappointing for artists who were like, you know, might have had some tours booked and were like, okay, we might get a little bit more out of this. Um, however, APRA have admitted and acknowledged that their planned rollout, in quote, did not take into consideration negotiations on guaranteed fees for support acts that were underway prior to announcement. And one of those sticking points, which uh, seems to be one of the things that's contributed to it, was Tones Knight, who's going to be supporting Pink on her 2024 Summer Carnival Tour of Australia and New Zealand. Um, now, if that activation date had to come in when it was supposed to, which is the uh, start of the year, then... The, the contracts that have been signed for that already and the, the royalties that have been agreed on would have had to change. And no doubt Pink wasn't willing to share the pie after contracts had been signed would be the expectation you get from that. So um, APRA have put their hand up and gone, look, we didn't um, quite consider the fact that some of these would have been locked in and that it, you know, it wouldn't quite work that way. So the whole thing's been pushed back 
to after the 1st of June 2024 when we don't have things locked in yet. Yeah, which, which does make a bit of sense, I think. Like, obviously, as you said, it is disappointing for some of these support acts, but I think it does make sense that if there are, are already contracts signed, you can't exactly go back and ask them to renegotiate because that we're introducing something new. Um, so I, I think it does make sense. But, yeah, certainly, you know, if you are Tones and I, it would have been nice to have received a healthier split for being a support act. And obviously Pink is huge in her own right. She attracts probably a different demographic on the large part, I would say, to Australian mums. Yes. Well, in fact, my mum is going to go see Pink. There you go. There <laughs> so you go. It's maybe a stereotype, but it's certainly accurate in that case. But I, I, I think... You know, Tones and I, she'd, she's also a massive artist in this country and she'd probably attract some people of her own to go along and see. Maybe not for the price tag that Pink would attract, but, you know, it would have been nice for, for her to receive a little bit more royalties, but I can certainly understand why. Yeah, pushback. Yeah, and but either way, it's coming. Um, uh, but it just means I was going to have to wait that little bit longer. So from the first of June, twenty twenty four, there'll be a better split. Um, the overwhelming majority of international affiliate societies have distributed on the basis of ninety ten, based on the assumption the vast majority of punters in the room are there to see the top build performer and not the curtain raisers. Says Zapra. So us going eighty twenty is a good move, and it's really good for local artists to to be able to pick up a bit, a little bit extra money out of those shows. So. That's the status on that one. We aim to give you updates here at Home Brewed, and we said we'd do just that. Yeah, and just quickly on that, I think it might even, and this sort of ties in a bit with what we are talking with Marshall Cullen from Damien Drive Studios. We spoke to him uh, last week. The interview is up on our podcast and also the video up on our YouTube as well, but he was saying he was a part of a government policy where every band who came to Australia, every artist, I should say, not band, every artist who came to Australia had to have an Australian supporting them. We're not certain if that's still a rule or not, but if these international acts are going to come over to Australia and they have to pay someone 20% as opposed to only 10%, they might be more inclined to go, well, I'm not getting as much money. I'll just pick someone who's Australian-based to support me as opposed to having to pay for someone else to fly overseas and follow me around you know, from the US or the UK or wherever they're coming from because they're not getting as much money themselves, so therefore they're not prepared to put in, you know, dive into their pockets and pay for a US band to come over. It might actually provide a few more opportunities for Australian artists. Yeah, which is what we want to see and how it really should be too. I mean, there's enough good bands in this country that international artists don't need to bring anyone else from over there. No shade to the international artists, but come over if you're headlining. And also, if you're the AFL or the NRL or a major event, Australian-based event, please look at getting Australian musicians to play. Yeah, yeah. We've got a whole industry with <laughs> bands and stuff, you know, that that kind of stuff. AFL, Australian Football League, uh, yeah. With Kiss. Keep it in mind, yeah. And again, no shade to Kiss, but it just... It's the same old stuff. But, uh, look, hopefully uh, these voices for change are going to do something for you. I hope you enjoyed the music news for tonight. We'll be back with any other updates on that one if they come to hand. Get it all at www.homebrewed.au. Why is it not your internet homepage right now? Yeah, if it's not, I, I don't see any other reason why you would need to use the internet other than to access <laughs> our content. And if there is another reason, I'd like you to email it to me and I can deem whether it's worthy or not. And that email can be found at www.homebrewed.au. 
Ta-ta! Ta-ta!